Backwards and Loose Lips with me, Georgie Porter, and my favourite podcaster out of all the podcasts I've ever listened to, Sharon Carpenter. <laughs> I better be your favourite. I don't listen to other podcasts. So you don't listen, you don't even listen to the podcast. <laughs> you're spewing, you're spewing nothing but lies right now, nothing but lies. Have you listened to, have you listened to the podcast one time? Like your own podcast? No. No, because I hate this hand my own voice. I hate what, like the things I do, like, nah, nah, nah. and I'm, ju- I'm just irritating. So I can't listen. I could listen to you because I'm happily, you know, listening to you. But me, no, I can't do it. I, can't. I love listening to you. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think there are a lot of people out there who don't like listening to their own voices. And there are actors who have said that they've never seen themselves on screen. Like they really try to avoid. You like that with your acting as well. Like you don't like to watch Hollywood. I mean, I'll watch it if it was like really hard work and if it's a big thing. But okay. When I, I'm like, oh, what would I do? I'll just nitpick and I'll pick the worst bits and I'm like, I could have done that better. So it's just not enjoyable for me. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like even with me, so when I used to do a lot of pre-produced stuff and I was mm. producing it as well, right? So if yeah. I don't like a take, I'm like, no, I'm going to use that one and then that one. Yeah. But as soon as I started doing a lot of live stuff, it was very difficult for me to watch it because I don't have the same control over it. Yeah. And all the chess stuff that I did the other day, you know, I haven't watched one episode. Of have that. you not? Like, I have not looked at it at all because I have to be in the right mindset. I might have told you this before, even when I do Wendy, yeah. I'll watch it, usually not the same day, I'll watch it the next day, but with the volume down because I have to make sure everything just oh. looks like Because otherwise I have to have like, phases of meltdown so if my hair is out of place I'm gonna have a meltdown if my hair is out of place and I say something stupid I'm gonna have a double meltdown so let me do the single meltdown first because uh, there was one situation I was on there one time and I had some um fashion tape sticking it was like uh, an off the shoulder dress yeah. And the top came down and you could see the tape. Oh, no. See, it then was there's... so unsightly meltdown. Yeah, there's pure <laughs> panic for you that whole time. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. Oh, exactly. So you can't do anything about it because it was live. It is what it is. So that's why I do it in gradual phases. So I get what you're saying. I totally yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. So I hope this goes well without knowing about it, really. I know. Yeah. You wouldn't know if it's going well or not. No. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> so, Sharon, what have you been up to? Is there any new things? Any any? news is any new stuff um i've been going out to dinner a lot again lately. <gasps> so oh, really, love it. yeah i went to this really nice restaurant in williamsburg i think it's called aurora and it's an italian restaurant and mm. uh, it was my friend's birthday so i actually took him out for for dinner and we got talking right because i've realized so i'm heading very quickly to becoming a vegetarian I'm probably Ooh. vegan after that yeah okay and I'm, I'm not sure what your status is have you ever you. done that have you done it before? I haven't done it, but you know what it is? Like I, having two cats, first of all, I'm so in tune with animals right yeah. now. And then following sites and doing work sometimes with PETA, the animal rights organization, yeah. I follow the Humane Society. And I just see some of the horrific stuff oh, that goes on in the meat industry and in the fish industry, the dairy industry. Mm. And I, every time I'm about to eat some fish, cause I love fish. I think to myself about some of these videos I've seen and how oh, horrific yeah. it is. And so 
I've been thinking to myself, I can't sort of rightly say I'm a real animal rights advocate and then I'm stuffing my face with, you know, lamb chops. Yeah, and they're so cute. (laughs) They're so cute. And so so I was having a a conversation with my friend about it and he was like, oh, well, you know, you're going to be one of those annoying people who when you go out to dinner, it takes like 3,000 hours to try to figure out a restaurant that works for your needs. And I'm like, mm. I said, well, I don't care. That's not my issue. That's yours. Yeah. You know, you that's take me somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. not going to eat an animal that, you know, I could potentially save yeah. just to make me feel more comfortable mm. at dinner. So, so uh, I get it. You know, I have friends who are strict vegans and they can be very annoying and I might end up being one of those very annoying people. <laughs> but I think there are more options on the menu nowadays. Anyway, But what's think- your, what are, are you... I, what do you, um, are you like you're a meat eater I oh I do you know what I had the best skin eyes hair everything nails when I was vegan I did fully oh. vegan because my friend was vegan and I lived with her and so she forced it on me so I had no choice yeah. really yeah and, and actually it was quite exciting and fun looking for restaurants that only did vegan or at yeah. least a menu so then you're you know when you you don't know where to eat and you have this massive argument or struggle with your partner or like with your friends yeah, it can like, be where do we go? yeah. When, it, when it's like whittled down to only vegan places or yeah. like you're a bit more like well we have to go there so I think your friends a bit ah. like need to get a grip there because actually you think it makes it easier it makes it, it an made, easier decision yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, it's just so much healthier. Do you know sometimes you're like, oh, I can't keep eating pizza or I can't keep eating a, a beef burger or things like that? Yeah, but it's like as if I'm going to make my life choices around whether I'm going to be annoying. Yeah, you'll still people. eat healthily or what you want, like a normal person, but you'll just yeah. be um, more picky with a bit of food. That's all. But but actually, like, because I, I think I've said this before, when I've watched that octopus, my teacher and how intelligent octopuses are, and I won't ever eat squid again. Yeah. Because, and things like that. Yeah. And also, when I watched Sea Spiracy, even that, I was like, I oh, I don't want to eat certain things if it's minging, or like, Exactly. I, I actually follow them as well. I haven't seen the documentary, but I follow them on Instagram. They posted something a couple of days ago. It was horrific. It was a salmon farm, right? And the fish were being eaten alive by lice. There were lice all over them, yeah. eating these fish alive. It's just absolutely we, we eat them as horrific. Well. Like we eat that. Yeah. Exactly. We eat that. These, these fish are suffering. They're probably going to kill these fish, take off the lice. It's going to be the same fish that we end up eating. Um, So either way, whether it's you care about the animals or this is just gross stuff Mm -hmm. that's not going to be healthy for us, whatever it is, it's just not healthy for us. And it's, um, you know, there are a lot of us who live in blissful ignorance, right? Because it's easier to not know how the sausage is made. You just eat the sausage, the sausage tastes good, but... I think nowadays I we mean, just need to be informed. Yeah, of what's and, happening and there out is a the lot world. of um, yeah. farms where they're not great. And then also, I have seen like there was this lovely farm, right? And I don't know why all farms can't be like this if mm. everybody's not going to be a vegan in the world because I know not everyone will do it just out of, you know, tradition, yeah. upbringing. Yeah. And it's hard but, as well. It's not easy. Yeah, exactly. It's not an easy and also, transition. so there was like these little pigs, right? and they're cute and they're whatever but they had their own little garden they had their family they had like a little hut each and they had like big open space and it it made me think if they're having a lovely life because nobody really knows when you're gonna die and you know what happens as a human or anything and I thought you know as long as they're not slaughtered and like kept in a cage then if they have a lovely way of living and they've got lovely memories or they've got, you know, fun to play with, then I can understand Mm. to eat meat more. Whereas when it's just like, just the horrific nonsense of like animal testing, like beagles being bred to be animal tested and stuff like that, then I'm like, this isn't okay. Mm. We've got to do stuff really. 
Yeah, yeah, because there are a lot of horrific situations. I mean, the dairy industry, cows being, they're just in a stall, they can't even Mm. turn around, right? And they're kept pregnant so that they keep giving out milk and their babies are ripped away from them. I mean, they, animals feel the same way as we do if our baby's taken away from us. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, this is why people like free range and, um, so you've got the farm salmon, but you've got the wild caught salmon as well. So a mm. lot of people will only eat the wild caught salmon. Yeah. Um, I'm still someone who's probably going to try to move towards vegan, but I, I, I'm not gonna. It's, I'm not gonna lie. It's not gonna be easy. I've had no. vegan food that was the most disgusting food I've ever tasted in my life. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. But I know there's good vegan food out there. I just yeah, have to there find is. it. <laughs> you know. You yeah. know, Sharon. Sorry, go back on the fish fishing yeah. part um so i was speaking to a fisherman who you know does the hardcore fishing out in the sea yeah. when there's water up to his neck and it's hours oh, and hours wow. and there's apparently going like, through the storms yeah, and the seasickness yeah and for months on end and then he comes back and for weeks and stuff and he was saying you know it's like illegal to be nasty to animal like the creatures and stuff and he says when you catch them in the nets and stuff he he throws back the live stuff that you can stay alive straight away because they definitely get caught up in the nets. And you, you oh, see- and the stuff that they're not fishing for, he'll yeah. throw back. Yeah. And I mean, obviously some fishermen probably don't do that and whatever, but they get fined a lot of money. They, yeah. get, they get literally like thousands and thousands of pounds for being, I think, unnecessarily cruel to the sea. Yeah, well, good. They should. Mm, yeah. Um. I think the tr- the difficult part is sort of knowing when they are. Being, yeah. When mm. they are doing that and when they're not, because the other thing is when you look at the pollution in the sea, most of it is from fishing. Yeah. Right. The yeah. fishing a- a- apparatus that they use, the nets, like all that stuff that just goes into the sea, that does a lot worse damage than our plastic straws and our plastic bottles and. Uh, yeah. So the fishing industry needs to be overhauled. There's that everything needs to be revamped so that it's better for the planet, better for the animals, and better for us at the end of the day. Yeah. It's a win-win-win situation if we're all on the same page. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there you so go. I love, I love that you're becoming a vegan since last time I talked to you. This is brilliant. I mean, it's a slow, it's a slow process. I'm gonna try but, to. I'm, I'm gonna try. Yeah, let's do it. Do we try to do it together then? Yeah, let's. Let's see how we're going with it and doing it. Yeah. All right. So let's figure out a date when we're going to (laughs) start and we're going to document our journey. Okay. Yeah. And we can help each other with tips on what tastes good and what doesn't. Because I like, give me some vegetables. I don't need like the bacon substitute or the chicken substitute. I don't want my vegetables to taste like meat. (laughs) Because what have you done to it to taste that way? And it probably doesn't anyway. Exactly. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's okay. Just give me the Brussels sprouts. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) anyway, before I get too hungry or put off (laughs) eating forever, should we move on to our our first news story? So this is a big one and everybody's been talking about this, right? You know, some people I don't agree with, a lot of people I don't agree with, but Simone Biles, so she's pulled out of all but one Olympic event in Tokyo due to continuing twisties. We'll talk about what that is, uh, but she'll be back for Tuesday's balance beam final. And of course the podcast, this comes out on Tuesday. Um, but US gymnast uh, Simone Biles says that she's still struggling with the twisties, causing her to cancel all but one event, like I said, at the Olympics. USA Gymnastics confirmed with a tweet that the superstar gymnast will compete on Tuesday in the balance beam final. So that's the one competition she's going to be in. Uh, she's the three-time world champion on that event. Now, the 24-year-old withdrew from the all-around competition and three-event finals in Tokyo, saying she was prioritizing her mental health, which I applaud her for. Uh, I seriously cannot comprehend how to twist, she said during a social media Q&A session on Friday. While the majority of fans have applauded Simone for putting her mental health first, some people on social media, as we know, have unfairly criticized the star calling her weak, accusing her of leaving Team USA in the lurch. Uh, The four-time Olympic champion posted videos 
followers on Instagram of a training session in which she attempts twisting dismounts from the uneven bars, but fails to land on her feet. Both times are quite scary. Uh, Biles has described the feeling she's experiencing as not having your mind and body in sync. I don't think you realize how dangerous this is on a competition slash hard surface. She said, literally cannot tell up from down. I also have no idea where I'm going to land or what I'm going to land on head, hands, feet, back, etc. Uh, and she explained that the sensation began the morning after qualification and in order to overcome it, she has to go back to the basics and do skills on soft surfaces and into pits to regain her confidence and air awareness. Um, now, Georgie, I know you've got some strong thoughts on this story. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not a gymnast. I am not an Olympic level. I can do a cartwheel and land on two feet is probably the best. <laughs> But <laughs> well, good for you. That's more than I can do. <laughs> I've always, always, um, and for her to do this is huge. Like she has to take into account the country, the world who she, you know, um, who she's um, being for an advocate for and everything she's done in the past. To be honest, she's proved herself how great she is in the past. She's smashed records. She's done so many achievements. She's absolutely incredible. And I personally feel on this for her to just say, do you know what? No, it's not working for me and I can't do it is hugely credible to her and to other people because I just think, why should she have to put herself into so much stress in her mind if it's going to end up in an injury if it's going to end up her not being her best. Why should she have to prove to anyone anything? I don't even Precisely. like. I don't even like the fact that she has to explain this. Obviously, people are like well um, question everything. Like, well, what are the twisties and what's that? And are you being a bit whatever? And you think, do you know what? You don't know because you guys are all sat at home on your settee watching it thinking oh she's supposed to be this huge star um with all this confidence of being able to do anything and then further just pull back and just say I can't do this I just think it's brilliant and I applaud her for it I agree and and like you said you know it's it's all very well for people to sit back on their comfy armchairs and their settees mm. and complain about what Simone should be doing or, or could be doing. But at the end of the day, she could be taking her life in her hands. This isn't, mm. you know, a desk job. This is, mm. you're, you're doing death defying stunts that yeah. none of us can do. Right? None yes. of us. In fact, can anyone in the world do it like Simone can do it? She's widely considered no, the best right. gymnast in the She's ever. She's the only one that's doing it. You've done it, right? So yeah. I, I think that now a lot of us, when somebody disagrees with our opinion, we immediately call them a hater, right? Like there's a lot mm. of that. Oh, hater, you're a hater. Um, I don't mm. like to call people haters. So I'm not going to say that this group of people are a group of haters. I'm going to say they don't really understand. I think the biggest problem and issue that we have in life in general, right, is the fact that people make up their minds about situations without doing the research. They'll hear the mm. headline or they hear a friend talking about it or they see a Facebook post from some random person and they immediately rush to judgment without knowing the full story. I can understand sort of hearing it third hand, second hand, why you might say, well, okay, she left the team in the lurch. That's not cool. Like mm. just because you don't feel like doing it. I understand why people may, that might be the first response, but it's everyone's responsibility. If you're going to have an opinion and if you're going to go public with it, like posting yeah. it on social media, do your research. And research is just, let's see what Simone has to say about it. Let's read yeah. a real news story because when you hear her perspective and she was gracious enough and she didn't have to do it, like you said, Georgie, she didn't have to explain in depth, but she did a social media Q&A where fans were allowed to ask her questions and she answered. You can imagine, I mean, I don't know, Georgie, you've been through this but I've been in situations where my mental health hasn't been 100% and I felt I've been stressed out about where, whatever it was and I'm walking down the street and suddenly I feel really dizzy right I just feel yeah. really really dizzy like you want to like go I'm home walk yeah I feel yeah. like I'm gonna topple over or fall over yeah and yeah. uh so I can only imagine what it's like being in the air and you can't you don't have any sense of what's up and what's down you could literally mm. break your neck 
injure your spine, end up paralyzed, even ending up killing yourself. Potentially. So she did what she needed to do. And she also, what's interesting is before she pulled out, she'd done an interview uh, with NBC, who's, they're the ones airing the Olympics over here, uh, and said that she doesn't enjoy gymnastics the way that she used to. It's not as fun. She used to be like super fearless when she was younger. But now that she's 27, I believe, uh, she knows what could possibly go wrong. And you know, it's been difficult for us after COVID to get back out there in the world, hasn't it? Like we've yeah. talked about this many times on Loose Slips. Yeah. So for her to be out in front of the world after this crazy year, year and a half. And also it's sort of been cancelled. So it's carried on to another year because yes. it's not at the right stage the Olympics are meant to be right now. Yeah. So the, like, also I want to take it back to when we're like children and like our parents or whatever and people around us. And you know, when you do like a sporting activity and you're pushed and you've got pressure and like, you know, some people are really pressured in a competitive way to be the best. Yeah. And I've always, now, so I'm going to just push in a little bit of my journey. In my life, I was always really good at ballet and I did ballet exams and I'd get distinction. I'd always get the best, the best, the best because I enjoyed it. I loved it. I tried so hard and I just put my feet in the right places at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember like one girl in the ballet school just never be my friend. She was always so mean mm. and, and, you know, and I would always think, I can't keep winning because I'm losing at like, I'm not getting a friend out of this. She was trying to dim your shine and you felt about dimming your own shine to make her feel comfortable. And so my teacher, my ballet teacher pulled me up once and said, what are you doing? Why are you not trying hard anymore? Because she obviously saw it. I didn't think anyone noticed, but she was like, you've got a talent. You need to push it. And in a way it kind of made me come back a bit because I thought, well, I'd rather people like me than win a trophy. So whenever now in the future, I'd always do competitions or anything. I think no matter how good I am or whatever, I don't want that to be my main goal to win because at the end of it, what is winning, but I'm not stopping people from striving to get the gold medal or whatever, because that is important to you if that's important to you. But I just always think kids or adults or people should learn as well that winning isn't everything all the time. Yeah, you have to, you totally have to do what's right for you. And Mm. I I think it's great. It's not just Simone, right? But Naomi Osaka, and I believe there's a a British sports star as well who are prioritizing their mental health. And these are people Mm. who, as you said about Simone, they've got nothing to prove, right? Naomi, we know how incredible she is. Mm. Um, But she pulled out of the French Open because she didn't want to do the media, right? Because they have these press conferences. And yeah, I get both sides, right? Because the French Open, they've promised these journalists, you can talk to the stars, like cover us, you know, you can speak to the sports stars. Um, And so that's just tradition. But Naomi is saying, well, this really affects my mental health, like just going out there and and having to answer these questions has a negative impact. So I think that's a really big stand. I I just applaud, you know, all of these women for, for coming out. Do you know, uh, Sharon, as well, like you in your job and when you ask questions on the red carpet or anywhere and all these things, if you had like a star or someone just being like, I don't want to answer these questions or like as well, because I know that, you know, it is kind of a part of the deal and the whole process of being like, you know, giving stuff to the media or whatever, or doing an interview, like we said, um, when you've got a film out and you're an actress and stuff. Yeah. And there's that sort of thing as well, isn't there? So when you're doing an interview for those kind of things, what? how do you go about it when it is tricky? Oh, if it's somebody who seems like they don't want to talk. Mm. You know who... The, the group of people who are a little more standoffish when it comes to interviews tend to be Hollywood celebrities, like Hollywood mm. actors. So usually the music stars are easier to to speak to. Sports stars can be easy to speak to. And a lot of them go through their media training as well. I'm sure the Hollywood mm-hmm. stars do as well. But a lot of Hollywood stars are very much about, like they just love acting, right? They're there to act. Mm-hmm. They're not there for the stardom. They just love the the art of acting. And this is just sort of an unfortunate thing that comes along with it for some of them, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I gotta walk down the red carpet. But oh no, you know, I've got to speak to, you know, 
loudmouth British journalist. (laughs) You know, who's going to be asking me questions about my love life. (laughs) Whereas I'm like, me, yes, I love it. Every red carpet. Yeah, yeah, you've got your people. Because the thing is, there's sort of an art to it as well. There's a way to answer questions where you give the journalist a tidbit of information without revealing anything right there's Mm. some people are really really smart at that they give us something so we've got our headline or we've got our story but you didn't really tell us anything at all (laughs) so some people there's an art to that but for some people you know if you're just shy if you're an introvert it's going to be a harrowing experience anytime um Mm. you walk down that red carpet or you're in that press conference so i i get it but yes i also get the other side which is i am a member of the press and i want the star like otherwise how are we going to cover it if we don't get those interviews um so it's tough i i just want to say one thing though just in terms of mental health and and performance right because you know only too well Georgie like when you go out there and perform and we're not doing death defying acts well I'm not Mm. maybe you are on set I don't know (laughs) but like um you know it's really important for us to be in the right mindset right to be in the right mental state and I remember I don't know if I told you guys about this but it was after COVID and I was having problems with vertigo and brain fog and I'd have a conversation like we're talking now and I would forget what I was saying mid-sentence I have no idea what's even coming out of my mouth and I knew there was something up but I just always thought to myself yeah but when I'm live when I'm working when I'm performing I'm good every time I'm good so although I was getting concerned about the brain fog I didn't look into it and I was also super stressed out because it was around the time of the election and we weren't sure if Trump was going to be re-elected if Biden was going to get so stressed out and Mm. I ended up performing live on television national tv and the brain fog hit me and it was like a blanket going over my head (gasps) i couldn't remember anything in front of millions of people georgie was like one of the worst experiences of my life like i felt dizzy i couldn't remember names i could (gasps) like i basically couldn't even form sentences and so this is just an example of what can go wrong if you just push yourself and you don't tend to your mental health and you go out there and perform anyway and then it's easy for people on twitter to say well if you weren't feeling well why'd you go out there because it's your job and you have to yeah exactly so so (sighs) you know this is this is why you kind of can't win right if you push yourself you do it anyway uh and then crumbling down then everyone's yeah. got something to say if you don't do it everyone's got something to say so so do you I, I applaud Simone and she is going to be doing this this last event uh, right now this is how it stands which is the balance yeah. beam potentially it's not as dangerous if you have the twisties if you're on this beam I'm not sure I don't know enough about gymnastics but maybe that's what she's thinking you see as well like all of a sudden are going so she's in the final so she's been put to the finals without going through all like the sections. Yeah, so, I'm not sure how that works. I mean, also, surely is that not a lot of pressure as well that she's just going to go straight to a placement that's kind of, I don't know. It could be a lot of pressure because everyone's going to be watching, that is for sure. And and she even said yeah. just being considered the greatest gymnast to ever have done it is a whole lot mm. of pressure. She said she felt the, the weight of the world on her shoulders. Yeah. I'm sure it's tenfold right now. Um, yeah. But I think this is why she's doing it because she said she's actually going to bow out of active competition after Tokyo and it was already pushed back a year because it was supposed to happen yeah. last year, right? So maybe this is her sort of last hurrah and she's like, okay, you know, I feel in a better place. I'm feeling a lot of love because although there's there are a lot of people who are saying negative stuff, um, there yeah. are a lot of people showing her a lot of love. And I would say most yeah. people, I would say 90% of the comments I've seen have been yeah. really positive. So maybe she's been working on it, been working her way through it over the past few days. And maybe she feels like she's ready for it. But uh, I'm sure it is a ton of pressure and all eyes are going to be on, on Simone on Tuesday. And uh, well, I wish her the best to of luck. Her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah. luck to her and, and all the others. And thank you for being so brave. Yeah. Strong woman. Strong, strong woman. So let's do news number two. This is a big one over here in America, but it's certainly filtered over to the UK as well in a couple of different ways. But uh, Dua Lipa, Madonna and Elton John are among the growing list of celebs calling out the baby, uh, who's a big rapper from his or after his homophobic comments. Uh, So the baby has faced backlash since spewing ignorant comments during his performance at the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami 
The rapper now claims the internet twisted his words about HIV and AIDS and says that his gay fans don't have the disease because they've mm. quote unquote got class. Now, Dua Lipa, oh. yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Dua Lipa is one of a number of celebs criticizing the baby after those homophobic comments at the show. The rap star who features on uh, Lipa's uh, track Levitating told audience members to put their phone lights in the air if they don't have HIV or if they're not gay men who perform sex acts in car parks. It was ridiculous what he said. It really mm. was. Uh, writing on Instagram, Dua Lipa said, I'm surprised and horrified at the baby's comments. I really don't recognize this as the person I worked with. I know my fans know where my heart lies and that I stand 100% with the LGBTQ community. Madonna had this to say, a message to the baby, if you're going to make hateful remarks to the LGBTQ plus community about HIV AIDS, know your facts. Mm, Meanwhile, good. Elton John tweeted, this fuels stigma and discrimination and is opposite of what our world needs to fight the AIDS epidemic, as well as seemingly singling out those suffering from the virus. The baby also incorrectly asserted that it will make you die in two or three <gasps> weeks. Where is this guy? Is this guy living He's in the 80s? Backwards. He's like, like, what, is what decade are you living in? What century are you in living in? Coma. He's I know, been in like, coma. He's not that old. I don't know. How, I, I'm imagining he's like 22 or something. Um, medication, of course, has been around for decades that enables those living with HIV to live long, safe, and healthy lives. The rapper, whose real name is Jonathan Lindale Kirk, responded to the criticism earlier in the week saying, this is last week. Um, what I do at a live show is for the audience at the live show. It will never translate correctly to someone looking at a little five, six second clip from their goddamn crib on their phone. It just don't work like that. He continued to say his gay fans don't have or don't got effing AIDS adding They've got class. Oh, oh what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry, but I just think he's stupid. Like, yeah. he's stupid. He's also backtracking at the fact that if you were at the live concert, you'd understand it more, when actually you still said it, mate. The words came out your mouth in the same context as you said it live yes. or on a clip. Like, it didn't even make any sense. It really, oh. and what he was trying to say is it was a call and response kind of situation. Hey, like, because one of the other things <laughs> he said is, hey, ladies, if you're, you know, um, private parts taste like water or smell like water or something, then make some noise. Uh, after a bath. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the stuff that was coming out of his mouth is like, dude, are you all right? Are you, I don't think he's been near a girl, it sounds like. I <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I don't know what's up with this guy. I will say I love his music, right? I'm a big fan I can't of the think, baby. Yeah. I can't think what his music is, to be honest. So, I literally couldn't think. He's he's got a couple of tracks with Megan the Stallion. He's got a bunch of songs. He's on like everybody's remix. He was on that, uh, you know that Don't Rush. He was on the remix because those are British guys. He was on the remix okay. of that and uh, a, right. the remix of a Jack Harlow <laughs> track. Everyone wants him on their remix. And he's like the hot, the two babies, there's Lil Baby and then there's the baby when it comes to hip hop. These guys are sort of running hip hop right I now think in he's terms of the new behaving generation. Behaving like a baby. So, <laughs> good one. I like that. The baby needs to grow up. The baby needs to get yeah. out of his diapers yeah. and put some big boy pants on it, and get a grip. It, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, here's the thing as well. Like everything that comes out of his mouth as he tries to sort of defend himself, he's making, he's digging himself a deeper grave yeah. because yeah. he's not really accepting accountability. He's basically saying, what are you no. talking about? I've got lots of gay friends and, and gay fans. And they, he even said something about, yeah, one of the guys, I think one of the guys on his team was in a crop top. And I guess that's his way of saying, it, oh, he's gay, look. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like saying, oh, you know, I'm not racist. I've got a black friend. Some of my best friends are black, like that kind of thing. Well, some oh. of my guys on my team are in crop tops. Like, he's in a belly top. Yeah, yeah. I like him he, and I pay him. He, what? He's yeah. so stupid. It, yeah. stupid. I think he doesn't realize the damage that he's doing. There are a lot of stars that I've spoken to over the years, right, especially when they first get big. And I've spoken to them mm. over the years because they were involved in this controversy or that controversy. And... You hear it again and again, well, I'm not here to be a role model. I didn't want to be a role model. I just want to make good music. But the thing is, it comes with the territory. When you get to a certain yeah. level and you are have a large platform, 
Yeah. Um, you have to be responsible, otherwise you will get cancelled. And the LGBTQ community has disproportionately faced violence and discrimination, hate speech, uh, and there's just no room for for these kinds of words in this, this world is, today. No, this is what we're trying to work against. This is exactly yeah. what we've been trying to stop. And we're all trying to come together and live together literally in peace without just a knobhead like comment that just doesn't need to be said on a stage in front of like thousands of people when you literally if you have five fans you have a responsibility to look after those five fans like they they look up to you and they spread the word about you so if they're going to follow you then they're going to become homophobic and start saying that and then we've just got it was all going backwards like exactly and you know he's in a unique position i and hopefully he realizes this. He's in a unique position where if he just accepts accountability and mm. works on himself, maybe works with some of these LGBTQ rights groups, um, maybe teams even up Ma- with a gay Madonna. artist. It, yeah. yeah, even Madonna and Elton John are calling him out. Exactly, like, that's, that's pretty. That's pretty huge. And if he could just go to them and go, guys, I'm sorry, teach me. I've I've messed up then maybe people will be like, oh, okay. Totally. And because there's a lot of homophobia still going on in the hip hop community, there's a lot of ignorance Mm. when it comes to the LGBTQ community and there's a lot of homophobia. And I think he could really help push things forward. Yeah, and I know we're running out of time on this, but I literally just want to absolutely praise um, Nas X. Lil Nas X. Oh, his music video with yeah. the, the the prison and there's naked men in the shower. And I know they're all gay <laughs> and I love it. It yeah. is my apps. I love it. The campness, but it's not even camp yeah. because it's like bad boy image. But it's just like, look what happens in prison sometimes. Maybe. I don't know. I've never been. But I was, I loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is the stuff that needs to be seen because girls are doing that in their little thongs and that's accepted. Exactly. So why, why is this not accepted yet? And it just needs to be more of it. So please, Lil Nas X, let's bring more things out like that because I love it. Oh, he is really moving things forward. He's moving society mm. forward. It's a, it's a great video and is a great song. It's actually really, really Love good it. music. I just want to add one last thing in terms of the baby. <laughs> it's hitting him in his pockets now as well because he is being, he was dropped from Lollapalooza, uh, which happened oh. over the weekend. He's been dropped seemingly from a British festival as well because he was on the fly one minute and now he's gone from the fly. So I think, you know, he's getting a reality yeah. check rather than those financial checks right now. And he needs to turn things around before, you know, he ends up broke. I think he can Absolutely. do it. Uh, just learn from your mistakes, admit them and, um, you know, be a better person, dude. Yeah. Georgie, what do you have? Oh, no, ad break. We're on a break. Okay. Go to the toilet. Go to the toilet quick. <laughs> All right, I can powder my nose. I'll be right back. It's a little shiny right now, actually. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll be back. Okay. Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. Imagine the likes that that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon, incredible. You basically (laughs) saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made Uh, a decision to have no more children. I think until 10 years ago, I, I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Did you have a good trip to the toilet? I had such a good time. Don't make me laugh because I've got a cold sore and if it cracks, then I just blood just pearls oh, no, everywhere. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, it's like, does it, does it hurt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just run down, my body's run down, oh. and I'm just like putting so much more makeup on just to hide the fact that that's happening. You look amazing. I don't see, oh, I do not, whatever you put on is working. Cause this I don't is the see. only time in my life I wanted to wear a mask. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why the mask's gone now all of a sudden? <laughs> I can't see a thing, honestly. Oh, you look good. like you're glowing, but that's, yeah. I'm turning this way. No, no, you look good. You know, don't smile too hard. Just don't smile too hard because we don't want you. We don't want you to start bleeding. No, I don't want to be the cause of that. So I'm gonna be really boring and not make you laugh at all. No, don't make me laugh. I'll be a massacre on these white oh walls, and it'll just God. be like. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling, anyway, I'm feeling your pain just talking wait, about it. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, exactly. So, no. I think you have a listener letter for us, don't you? Listener letter, yay. Oh, from Richard. I oh. love it when, when men write in. When the guys write whatever. in. We love the yeah. boys as well. So, Richard, maybe we'll call him Dickie. Why not? Let's just call hey, him Dick. ladies. Dick. <laughs> Hi, ladies. My girlfriend's birthday is coming up next week, and I am yet to buy her anything. <gasps> we have been together for five years, and I have never had any issues before. Yet, for some reason, I'm really struggling this time around. She already has all that she needs in life, materialistically, not in a snobby way. But I was wondering what type of gift would you want if you didn't need anything? Tough question, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I, there's a guy who you're making me laugh because there's a guy whose name's Richard. He's this really well-established person. And, you know, he's like a big head honcho and we would call him the big dick. He didn't Maybe know that, but we weren't. <laughs> Maybe he's writing in, the big dick's writing in. It might, this might be him, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm not good at buying people presents. I'm, I suck yeah. when it comes to buying people presents. So I usually end up getting the money or an Amazon voucher. That's what I usually do. But that's sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not the most thoughtful way to approach it. Um, yeah. I feel like... You know, even though it seems like she has everything, I feel like there's always something else you can get. But we always need things. We always need extra stuff. Uh, It's never enough. But what about this then? If it's not a material item, what about a very romantic trip to, I don't know, the Maldives or Bora Bora or I'm going to live vicariously through you, Dick. Yeah. I think you guys can, you can, I think America can fly there. Whereas we've got like Cornwall or Brighton (laughs) Pit or It's a lot cheaper. Actually, my sister's going to Cornwall this weekend and I think it's going to be raining. Oh Oh, no, there's been storms. Yeah, that's possible. But also that would be romantic, like a rainfall, like a rainy night in with candles and a bath. It could, it could. It's all about making the effort. I think when you see that Mm. somebody really made an effort for you, that makes it really special. I remember a a boyfriend of mine, my ex-boyfriend. Oh, here comes Chewy. Uh, You know, he always has to get his cameo in. My ex-boyfriend did something really nice on one of my birthdays with a little guidance from me, of course. And basically, he, I got home and there were all these presents on my bed and there are two dresses there and I'm to select <gasps> one to go out, right? There's a pair oh. of shoes, two dresses, accessories, all that stuff is laid out. And then he picked me up and he took me to go see The Lion King and then <gasps> out for a very romantic dinner. And that oh. was so sweet. Like that just That's makes you epic. feel like a princess, doesn't it? Like everything's yeah. just laid out for you for your special night. Um, that to me was one of my best that's brilliant presents. yeah again it was a little guidance 
it was a little guidance. I think I said to him <laughs> several months earlier, you know, I'd love one day. And Why then don't went you ahead do and, this? <laughs> <laughs> you better or else. Um, you know, you know we've we got to give a little push sometimes. Yeah. I think because we're like one of my perfect date night sort of birthday, whatever. Um, if he's listening, I think he's gone for a run. Damn it. Um, <laughs> make sure so, you hit sure this episode. I'm going to pretend yeah, I'm gonna pretend him on the podcast later and just when he comes in. I'll yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'll just have it playing really loudly at this yeah, moment. Just re-listening. Um, <laughs> I would say like an open air live music orchestra would be my favorite thing really oh wow the stars a picnic a bottle of wine <gasps> me and him like oh, you know in a picnic outside nice. scenario yeah just getting a little tipsy a little bit of like you know nibbles obviously but then we get to the good stuff like, <laughs> just, you know, uh, just uh you know <laughs> um, but like I, I think you're right. Like a night out, a nice surprise night out would be lovely. But you know what? Here's the thing. I never know what to buy men. Like what do you uh, buy a guy? I'm oh. terrible at, at buying guys stuff. Really, yeah. really terrible. I oh. I mean, sometimes clothes, but like I, Close. it's funny. Oh. So I, yeah, I used to have this outfit that was like my outfit, right? Everyone knew that this was the outfit that I loved, like all my guy mm. friends. And it was always, it was jeans, like this particular type of jean with like just a really cool, like button down shirt, like super stylish. Oh. And I remember I bought my, oh, one of my ex-boyfriends, like a D, I think it was a D and G shirt. It was beautiful. Like it was that white shirt that I love. But I remember one time I was heading to, my apartment no 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 actually a friend of mine was going to my apartment and my roommate at the time was leaving my apartment and they crossed paths and they were both wearing white shirts with the blue jeans because <laughs> I had like gone on at both of them and said, oh, this is my favorite outfit and they pass each other and they're like hold on a minute do you You've know been Sharon? <laughs> exactly it was hilarious it was absolutely hilarious but um but yeah, I, I'm not the best person to ask when it comes to buying men stuff. I'm, I'm terrible. Yeah. It's about really mm. listening and knowing. It's it's about the little things, right? Actually listening. listening. <laughs> I don't listen. See, this is my problem. I think I listen. And then when it gets to it, I'm like, oh, I need to re remember what yeah. I listen. Because then one I have, and out the other, right? Yeah, yeah, I have to buy things like love checks where you get to have a massage one night and I have to do those kind of things and be like, ooh, look how cute I am. Yeah. But <laughs> I just wasn't listening to what you really wanted. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That, that's the thing. Like next time when you have conversations, maybe write a note and I need to do this too. I'm not in a relationship at the moment, but when I am, I should do take my own advice. Take notes. Like, take notes of, the, of those little things. <laughs> Because you get a, a notepad out and a pen and you yeah. just start writing things yeah. out. <laughs> in the middle of a conversation, a random conversation, yeah. But you know, I, I think it's those that it's it's those things that show that you listen and that you are making an effort. Yeah. Uh, Georgie and I are kind of asked out when it comes to that because neither of us listen or make an effort. So <laughs> there you go. Shit. Just throw money at the problem. That's the next yeah. thing. Just throw money oh, at the problem. I'm 30. <laughs> 30 quid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do the trick. Don't you worry. Yeah. So hopefully um, that helps you, Dick. I hope so, Dick. Or just give her your dick. Yeah. <laughs> <bow. laughs> nice yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Okay. We've Another got a quick new segment, news right? segment. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, so this one is a tricky one. Yes, Massively tricky. It is. Um, okay, so pregnant women urged to get the jab as the majority are unvaccinated. England's chief midwife has stepped up to call for pregnant women to get the COVID jab as soon as possible. Estimates suggest hundreds and thousands have not had the jab as the number of mums to be in hospital with the virus rises. In the last three mm. months, 171 pregnant women with COVID needed hospital care. None of them had had both jabs. In a, in a letter to midwives, obstetricians. Obstetricians? <sighs> I <laughs> was nowhere near. Was, I was going to say you were close, but I would have been lying. <laughs> <laughs> I did go to school. I didn't really go to school. And GP practices 
Um, Chief Midwife for England, Jackie Dunkley-Bent, says all healthcare professionals have a responsibility to proactively encourage pregnant women to get vaccinated. She recommends advice on jabs be offered at every opportunity. She says vaccines save lives and this is another stark reminder that COVID-19 jab can keep you, your baby and your loved one safe out of hospital. The chief midwife told pregnant women, Mm. what do you think Sharon this, uh, this think is a tough one this is tough I feel like everyone should be vaccinated but I feel if anyone has an excuse to not be vaccinated it's probably someone who is who is pregnant and I, the only thing I can suggest because I don't know enough about vaccines and how it can affect an unborn baby um, mm. I would say talk to your healthcare provider, you know, talk to your doctor, do your research because, you know, there are scary statistics like um, uh, this is a, these are a couple of notes. I had one in three pregnant women in hospital with COVID-19, right? Because some pregnant women are, you know, being admitted to the hospital. Uh, one in three have developed pneumonia. One in five admitted to the hospital with COVID uh, go on to give birth prematurely. Uh, and mm. their likelihood of having a cesarean section increases. So, you know, there are these things that you have to weigh the the risks and the benefits. And the best way to do that, I think it is going to be a case by case basis. Um, I can only imagine that how pregnant you are can possibly make a difference if you have yeah. pre-existing conditions the difference that that makes as well. So I think you just need to, it's an individual situation, I think, when it comes to to pregnant yeah. women, because yeah, it's gonna be scary. I'm not surprised so many pregnant women are saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip this. Uh, and if yeah. I remember rightly, I think there were a few doctors in the beginning who were saying, okay, if you're pregnant, you, you know, don't get vaccinated right now, um, which which has changed. Uh, but again, I, I think you you want to make a well educated choice. And if you are someone who could potentially get very sick if you get COVID, mm. you know it that might not be worth the risk of not taking the vaccine. Yeah. You know, because if your baby's born prematurely, that can um, bring on a host of of complications. I mean, I agree. It's very tricky to say what, I mean, I'm not, we're not, we are, you and me are not giving advice on what no. to do, what not to do, like what, we're not in that position no. either. So I, I I, do understand the potential risks of it not being out that long to know what will happen with a child that's born um, having a jab whilst you are pregnant with your baby. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we've had any, um, outcomes of that yet have we and I think has anybody that's a, had good, a, that's a really good question has anybody had a double jab and had a baby in the close future and and has it been two years since that's happened well, that's and thing. do we know the outcome so yeah I I understand women that aren't getting this done because the fear of it and the you know we just don't know what the outcome is just yet so that's what, the thing and um, and who's liable for when you know if things do come out and what, nobody that's the thing so nobody what is. happens so really in this world right now to be pregnant is very probably quite stressful scary it's a it's, yeah it's a really scary and, situation and i even think you know being ill anyway you know women have infections when they're pregnant there's so many sort of scary things to already think about before being you know said now get a covid jab yeah like I said I cannot say yes or no I think when when you said it's an individual choice and if you feel that's right for you then yeah it's an individual choice and and talk to the experts you know talk to the Mm. doctors who do have some of these answers we don't have those answers but there are doctors who have some pregnant women have had you know both jabs some have given birth we're not sure uh what the outcome of that has been just yet because like you said it may take a couple of years before we have more information on that um hopefully there's nothing harmful i i would assume that there's nothing harmful that's going to happen to the baby but you know there are still kids who aren't being vaccinated right young children still aren't Mm. being vaccinated so is it okay for a woman who's carrying a baby um but again you know speak to i would get as much information as possible on your individual situation and go from there um i will say this though like just outside of the whole pregnancy uh discussion 
just the fact that there's still so many people out there on social media, like spreading BS and falling for the misinformation. I mm. I posted, I don't know if you guys, if you saw you if you saw this, Georgia, or if any of you guys listening. So there's a rapper named um is it Juvenile? I think it's Juvenile, who uh, did that song, Back That Thing Up. Remember that song, Back That Thing Up? Girl, you look good when you back that thing up. Anyway, so they just do another, did just do a another remix. chorus in a verse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. But they did a remix of that called Vax That Thing Up, right? Oh. Which is great. So they're basically, you know, it's a, a pro-vaccine um, song. It's cool. It's catchy. Everyone, <laughs> you know, knew the song back in the days. And uh, so I commented on it. I saw it on somebody posted it on social media. I was like, this is great because the Delta variant is no joke. Uh, and it yeah. is killing people. We saw what it did in, in India and now it's wreaking havoc uh, in yeah. other countries, including the UK and, and the US. My God, I got so much verbal abuse from posting that the I oh. applauded these guys for doing, doing that. Did people you? called me oh. dumb. People told me to shut the F up. They called me all sorts of names. They're like, you don't know what you're talking about. The, oh, you still believe that COVID is real. I mean, the misinformation and the ignorance out there is just appalling. And then one guy, I just couldn't take it anymore because it's like I just dealt with so much abuse. <laughs> this guy was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And I told him he was the most ignorant mf like i've ever had the misfortune of hearing from on social media like something like that and i think he was shocked and surprised because he didn't expect that to come from my yeah come from my fingertips this this is another thing as well of like opinions and what people have got opinions of like it like i've been vaccinated so i feel like i've done my bit and then therefore you think you know you don't have to push on other people. Like they don't have to decide your opinion, like what you're doing, you shouldn't be, or mm. you should be, or I, I feel like it should be a personal choice really. And I think it should be, cause it is trick. Like I've never been, I've never had injections as a child. Like mm. I've never had my TB. I never had all those things because I had my immune system from my mum. Yeah. So for me, having a vaccination of my own choice was by, what do I do? I've never had to pick this. And before my mum said, no, she's fine. And I've never, you know, I've not had those things like measles and rubella and all that. I didn't need it or didn't have it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably catch measles now. (laughs) (laughs) But like, also, I feel like it should be a choice really. And just not sort of made into a thing the only thing i i agree to a certain extent but the thing is if more of us don't get on the same page there's never going to be herd immunity it's just going to be one variant after the next after the next and the thing is people are basing their decisions of not knowing not really having Mm. the real information on all the misinformation that's out there and that's what's dangerous right if somebody has all the information it's right there you know, they've got it from credible sources and they still decide, you know, I don't think this is for me because I'm really scared of blank. That's your personal Mm. choice, right? But if Mm. you're literally, you saw something on a random Facebook page about the vaccine as the government's way to control us, now that's an issue, right? And so that's, that's the thing. I mean, there's conversation about whether that sort of unproven health propaganda should be Banned, you know, the government is starting to put pressure on the social media sites for letting that stuff run wild. I get it. It's it's real. It's a really tough situation. Really, it's just so tough. I don't think we've it's ever tough. been in a situation like this. But there is a lot of ignorance out there, and there are lots of people who are spreading lies, and it's a very dangerous situation to be in. And I don't think. I mean, right now I've got the TV on. New vaccinations are ticking up, especially in struggling states. Okay, so that's good news more people are taking this seriously um it's a personal choice at the end of the day but you know let's be responsible let's end this pandemic and if you're not going to be vaccinated put a damn mask on you know because it's Mm -hmm. the same people i don't want to be vaccinated oh but you're trying to control me by making me wear a mask like no no one wants to see your face (laughs) (laughs) just put a mask on and shut up and don't get vaccinated that's fine but stay away from the rest of us Uh, if you yeah yeah, we don't go yeah because you're putting other people 
um, mm. in difficult situations. That's all. Just be responsible one way or the other. You can't say, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be out here living life and not do anything to help stop this virus. It's everyone's res- responsibility. So listener letter number two. Okay, this is from Sophie. Uh, She says, hey, I've been with my boyfriend for three months now and he's trying things in the bedroom that I'm not used to. How... Uh, do tell. Uh, How do I get comfortable and learn my side if I like what he wants to do or not? I don't want to go into too much detail. Um, I'm not that experienced when it comes to role play. Sophie, we need more detail. Otherwise, we literally fully can't do that. <laughs> exactly. We, we need a little more information. Um, I think, role though, play. well, role play was a bit of a giveaway, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> but I think first and foremost, you probably want to just be honest with him. Right. If you <laughs> haven't done certain things before, tell him, oh, well, I'm not used to this. Maybe as you feel out what you're comfortable with, what you like, what you don't like, you can tell him to go slowly, right? Like this is my first time. <laughs> that, would just, that would just drag out the awkwardness, surely. You'd be like, uh, can we just do this fast? <laughs> well, you do it before you're in the bedroom. So maybe you have a conversation. You start that sort of sexy conversation about things. Oh, I'd love to try this. Oh, I've never done that so- before. Is role play like, okay, we're a different couple, like we're different people and we're going to be like, like you're a nurse, I'm a doctor. Like, is this kind of... Is this kind of <laughs> yeah, I I'm, guess it's what the, and I I'm guess gonna in many ways to role you, play. Could be you with my injection stick and you're going to get vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the fantasy that I would conjure up in my head, but yeah. <laughs> That kind of thing, <laughs> that kind of thing for sure. Have you have you ever done role play, Sharon? Have you experienced this? You know what? What I did one time, and it was actually really fun. I was at a club with one of my ex boyfriends, and we pretended we didn't know each other. Ooh, and we pretended, thing. yeah, that one. <laughs> so I'm like at the bar, and he comes over, and he's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, oh no! Oh, <laughs> did you not laugh? It. What did you do? No, because I was tipsy already. So you know, we were we were in the right <gasps> mindset. I was like, no, I've got a boyfriend. He's like, I don't care about your man. <laughs> And like we continued that for the whole night and it was actually wow. really fun. That was actually really, really fun. What if there were like animals? What if you were like, I be the dog and you be the cat? <laughs> Someone out there is doing that. You can They're bet that somebody out there Someone. is doing that. I mean, people have their own, you know, little oh, what about like thrills? I'm a, I'm a- machinery in your household like <laughs> the washing machine on the computer you're the usb you're the usb oh god what if somebody what if your boyfriend said that to georgie like georgie that's something i've always wanted to try no like i would li- i'd pee my pants can I you be the <laughs> you be the you be the zoom call and i'll be the microphone like <laughs> there is there is no way he would ever ever go there or do anything like that he is such a far from actor even when he practices lines with me like tries to be another character and i'm like no stop it you can't do it <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't know that would probably be the end of the relationship for me if someone uh, came like let's be a pieces of machinery yeah. that sounds like really I'd, fun. I'd, or animals or family members gross gross yeah, gross, gross. yeah i'd want no. one of those men in black things and just be like erasing memory black yeah <laughs> exactly exactly but my last words for sophie just go slowly do what you're comfortable with maybe come up with a safe word i hear you know that works um like and, yeah and then also tell them what you're interested in trying you know it's not all about yes. him it's also about you so Better. have fun yeah. have a good time good luck <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that self yeah good good luck with your inanimate object uh role play <laughs> the ruler and the pencil make yeah <laughs> Felicity 
to Loose Lips with Shark Carpenter and me, Georgie Porter. It's a bonus episode of Friday, which is extra lippy. We'll be back on Tuesday next week. Yes, we will. So subscribe or follow. My cat's going crazy because there's a fly that just got in my apartment, <laughs> by the way. Um, and as we're about to fly out of here. Um, subscribe or follow, rate and review. We want to hear from you at Loose Lips at createproductions.com. Also at the Missy Porter and at the Sharon Carpenter. And we will... My cat just ate the fly. He just got, got it. the fly he and he it. just ate the he fly. Got it. He's a hero. Wow, yeah. Chewy, chewy, I've chewy. I've my animal rights conversation <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you got the fly. Well done. <laughs> All right, guy. we guys, we will see you. We will see you soon. All right. But Bye. that's it. Bye. <laughs> like the fly. 